Now is the time to establish a, a first of all, a conversation uh, and secondly, to create a, a, a sort of framework on which we can build. Um, and our, our hope is that it can even lead to um, eventually a WHO resolution on, on self-care. Um, and, and if we would have such a resolution, it would create uh, a tremendous movement uh, in, in, in all the countries that are part of the WHO uh, to further develop self-care as the kind of the first line of de defense uh, before you end up um, going to the doctor or, or even end up uh, in the hospital. Welcome to the new HBW Insight Over the Counter podcast with me, David Ridley, Senior Editor, Europe. In this new podcast, I'll be talking to industry figures and experts about new trends and issues emerging in the global consumer healthcare market. In this episode, I speak to Global Self-Care Federation Chair Heiko Schipper about the organisation's recently launched Global Self-Care Index. The index examines 10 countries from across the world to extract self-care best practices and to better understand and recognise what the enablers of self-care are and how to improve them. Schipper is also the President of Bayer's Consumer Health Division and we discuss how OTC companies like Bayer can be leaders in pushing for the kinds of changes that the GSCF Index advocates for. Thank you for joining us, uh, Heiko. It's a real honour to have you on our new podcast. I don't know if you want to just introduce yourself quickly uh, in your role uh, in G GSCF, uh, but also, you know, your role at Bayer as well. Um, and then we can talk a little bit about the, the self-care readiness index. Yeah, with pleasure, David, and um, thank you for having me um, in, uh, in, in one of the podcasts. Uh, it's really a pleasure to, to be here. Um, yes, I am um, Heiko Schipper. I am the, the, the chair of the Global Self-Care Federation, um, which is a, um, a, a rotating role that I've been uh, now holding for about six months. Um, and uh, I'm also the president of the consumer health business of, of Bayer and in that context also a member of the, um, of the management board of, of, of Bayer, Bayer AG, uh, the overall group company. Excellent. And so the GSC, GSCF has just, um, you know, published this very wide ranging report, which I think that the organization has been working on for quite a while. So it's a real major piece of work and um, it's called the Self-Care Readiness Index. Do you want to just give a kind of, you know, kind of high level summary of that? Um, and then we can talk about how that came about. Yeah, the um, the, the, the Self-Care Readiness Index uh, or the report that you're referring to is indeed a very uh, important piece of, of work for us um, at, at the Federation. And um, it's it, it's really a uh, an, an index that, that that dives into into self-care and, and starts of course with its definition. Um, you know the word self-care can of course be explained very widely, um, and um, you know some people think about going to a spa or getting a massage, which which of course are are are, are good things. Uh, but when we talk about self-care, we, we take a, a more scientific angle uh, and, and it really focuses on driving and improving people's health. 
and and with that we we follow the definition that we have uh, at the um, uh, at, at the WHO, which is basically the ability of individuals uh, or families to take care of their own health with or without a healthcare professional. Uh, this could be looking after your child's skin, fighting an allergy, or taking a daily uh, vitamin to protect your, your, your immune system. So that's maybe the first piece, is trying to find a common definition of when we think about self-care, what are we what, what are we really talking about? Um, secondly, um, the, the, the index is, um, is, is a broad study that, that has gone into um, about 10 countries and major countries around the world. Um, and, and we have, together with WHO, um, you know, engaged in, in, in interviews with key uh, stakeholders, um, and, and you have to think here of, of, of you know, the U.S., China, um, important countries in, in in Europe like France or, or Germany. We've had uh, we, we we had um, representation from Nigeria, Egypt, uh, Thailand, um, uh, also uh, Brazil, Mexico. So really, major countries at all different parts of the world, and we have really tried to 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 paint a picture of what self-care looks like in these countries and 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 out of that also establish a kind of playbook of how to properly uh, integrate self-care in a healthcare policy of of a country uh, so that's really what you have to think of is is is, is it tries to define self-care more tightly and it and it tries to create a kind of uh, a framework a, a playbook to really uh, embed self-care much tighter in, 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 into a healthcare policy of, of, of us globally and particularly then in this case of these 10 countries. I suppose it's important to note, isn't it, that it's not that the countries that you mentioned uh, are kind of in competition with each other, you know, it's not like a, a league table of the, of the different countries, is it? I think that's something that is stressed in the report. Yeah, very much so. I mean, th this is not a ranking and, and we have to, when we think about self-care, we have to also be quite sensitive to the different ways of that self-care is practiced in each of the countries. So absolutely not a ranking. Uh, however, there are some common themes uh, across the countries and, um, and, and, and it's therefore kind of helpful country by country to see what are the areas that maybe require a bit more attention and, and which re require less but there's not like a, a scoring system and kind of like a a, a, a a ranking from number one to top to, top ten that 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 is not uh, the, the objective here the objective is of course to progress in all the countries and frankly each of the countries have areas that, that it can 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 be further developed in the in the future so yeah, you mentioned um, you know the objective, uh, and like you say, it definitely comes across in the report that what you're trying to do is extract some good practices from from some other countries, so that you can, well, I suppose that you know the different um, healthcare systems or stakeholders working in those systems can can maybe learn from that and then and then implement them in their in their own countries. But what's the what's the overall goal? Is there like a specific uh, overall objective that you would like to to see with the report? Yeah, uh, uh, you know, when when we started to to uh, to discuss this project at the Global Self Care Federation, um, you know, it struck us that 
um, there was not really a global framework uh, established and, and actually um, also the WHO agreed that, that, that this, this, needs, um, this needs further establishment. So first of all, there was a clear need for it to establish such a report. Um, why, why, do we, um, why do we do this now? Um, well, first of all, I, I think there's absolutely no better time to do it than now because over the past two years, of course, we have been so become so acutely aware in every country around the world how important it is to take care of, of our own health uh, first and foremost. Um, and, and secondly, uh, we deeply believe that, um, you know, that self-care plays a fundamental role in a successful healthcare uh, country, uh, sorry, healthcare strategy of, of any country. Um, let me just give you a couple of interesting facts around this. Um, uh, we, we, we just know that if, if people start to take much better care of their own health, then that has tremendous economic benefits for uh, a country uh, because if they end up in the in in the hospitals or, or or just being in the doctor's office, that dramatically increases the cost of of someone's treatment, and particularly for for some of the the, the minor ailments that that can easily be solved um, uh, by 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 yourself. You know, you really don't need to go to the doctor of that. So, um, for example, in the in the United States, we. We have done a study uh, in, in that regard, and it's like a factor of one to seven. So if, if literally someone walks into a doctor's office because they have a flu, then it costs the healthcare system in the in the country seven times more than if they would would take a an over-the-counter medicine, which can easily be used for treating uh, a minor flu. Um, so we we really felt that that you know now is the time to establish a a, first of all, a conversation, uh, and secondly, to create a, a, a sort of framework on which we can build. Um, and our our hope is that it can even lead to um, eventually a WHO resolution on on self care. Um, and and if we would have such a resolution, it would create uh, a tremendous movement uh, in, in in all the countries that are part of the WHO. Uh, to further develop self-care as the kind of the first line of de defense uh, before uh, you end up um, going to the doctor or or even end up uh, in the hospital. Yeah, that sounds like a really great um, kind of objective. I think it would really strengthen, um, you know, the kind of global self-care uh, industry, wouldn't it, if the if the WHO had like a resolution like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, these are these are quite rare to get them. So, but the, the the great thing is that we're working very close with with the WHO, and 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 I think we we have seen so clearly around ourselves that um, that our healthcare systems are quite stretched. Uh, in the end, when we just reflect on the last um, eighteen months or so, we've had to shut down countries uh, because the hospitals were 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 full. And we just couldn't take care of our own own own, own people. Um, so uh, I'm I'm not saying that this this now specifically is the solution for for the problem that we've had, but it just shows that if we do not take proper care and that our healthcare systems really really are stretched, 
Um, and so we must really keep them for the serious uh, issues and, and, and leave minor issues to, to self-care. And then, of course, there's the very important piece of prevention also. Uh, it's not only taking care of minor uh, ailments. It's also, you know, how can we uh, supplement our diets? Uh, we all know that we're not getting uh, enough nutrients from our food. It's, it's just difficult to, to really practically difficult for people to to, to have a, a, a totally rounded off diet with sufficient nutrients. So also in that sort of preventive piece, uh, there, there's a lot that can be done for, with, for, with great benefits to, to the health of, uh, of people all around the world. But like you say also, you know, the result, one of the, the major results of the pandemic has been that, that people have um, realized how important self-care is. And I think, you know, um, governments and and these kind of organisations, perhaps like the World Health Organisation, who who you know understand or at least um, you know in some countries like you've identified in the report, maybe more so understand the importance of self care, but it's it's maybe always been a kind of afterthought or something that you know um, takes secondary importance to to the primary kind of health parts of, parts of the health system, understandably. Um, but yeah, the pandemic has definitely pushed self-care to more to the forefront. So yeah, like you say, this is a really good time to to do this, isn't it? Yeah, I I, I must say that, that usually when I you know when when I say I'm I'm uh, dedicating my my professional life to self-care, uh, then people don't fully understand me. And then when I explain it is healthcare, then they immediately think of a doctor's office or, or, or a hospital. And, and and the reality is just not that. We have to really see it as a continuum from leading uh, as as healthy lifestyles as possible, um, and then uh, and and then managing oneself so that you uh, supplement, or if you have a main, minor ailment, that you do it, that you take care of it yourself. Um, I think also the beauty now of, of, of digital, um, you know, the digital technologies that offer such a fantastic way for us to educate ourselves much faster uh, in analyzing what, 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 you know, what the right solution is for us and then uh, finding um, and taking action. Uh, so, so there's a lot of very positive support now around us and and i think if we can mobilize more change and faster change um in in a fortunately like you highlight david a, a more conducive environment at the moment that, that that is really a big goal and and will be a big step forward and i think for us as leaders of of this um of, of global self-care that's our role to now take a much more proactive approach uh, and, 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 and move towards uh, a, a future where self-care is deeply embedded into healthcare uh, strategies in, in, in countries around the world. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a, that's a similar experience to me. I remember when I first started working um, in consumer healthcare, writing about it, and people used to ask me what I did. And I said, oh, I'm a journalist. And then they get very excited and they say, well, you know, what what newspaper do you write for? Thinking I'm going to say, you know, some uh, paper that they know. And then I'd say OTC Bulletin or HPW Inside. But then trying to explain, you know, what the OTC industry is or the OTC drugs, even though people use them all the time, um, but don't necessarily think about them in that way. Um, 
yeah that was always that was always quite interesting but it, like you say now i think people understand that much more clearly and understand the benefits of going to like the pharmacy or being able to get stuff from the supermarket if that's the case yeah. in, in a particular yeah. country yeah i mean you you highlight that, that that's another great example right the the, the pharmacy or the pharmacist uh, uh you know what an important group of people uh have they you know they were always that but i think we it, it became even more evident in the last uh, 18 months you know they, they were and are the first line of of um, of healthcare advice um for many people around the world in, in fact particularly when we see uh, more developing countries uh, we, we we see that that they are really at the forefront uh, people um, uh, like to go to their local pharmacy like to ask advice from someone who is who is well educated who is trained in health um, and, and and has guided and has been an extremely important part uh, in in dealing with the pandemic for us over the past year so you know just like many of the changes that have sort of been accelerated with the pandemic you know i also think of of, of for example um, using digital more in our work environment or using uh, e-commerce more to 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 buy goods these trends were all there and and just like self-care was also there and pharmacies were all there but i think they've just shown a, a much bigger spotlight on them and 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 also are, are really an accelerator um so we're seeing really this now is the time now is the momentum to 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 go forward and not uh, sort of slip back to 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 the old behaviors um that that that, that we had before yeah definitely so just to drill into the report a little bit more um like you said you know there's this really nice uh, kind of paragraph i can't quote it but in the report that, that basically says you know self-care could mean anything from uh, otc medicines to having a nice you know bath with some with some salts in or whatever um you know there is a big spectrum and and it is maybe poorly understood or or at least is a little bit broad as uh, a consumer healthcare industry leader what in your opinion what's the kind of sweet spot there between uh you know something very specific and highly regulated like otc medicines and then just maybe practices around looking after yourself like what maybe you call it wellness um what's the sweet spot there do you think yeah yeah it's, it's frankly it's impossible to create a real sort of borderline somewhere and 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 and, and frankly, I don't think we should, because all these um, all these sort of healthy habits of, uh, you know, I, I personally spent a lot of my career in Asia, uh, more than 15 years, in fact. So the concept of, of, of holistic living and, and uh, indeed taking a time for, um, for, for, for a bit more reflection or a bit meditation or, or whatever way you treat it, these are all very these are very healthy habits and are definitely part of, of, of self-care in the broader sense. But, uh, you know, if we try to, to define it from an industry point of view and also to try to keep our industry kind of manageable, because otherwise we, we just have so many stakeholders and it's difficult to move everyone forward and everyone has a slightly different angle into things. So what we've tried to do is really uh, to, to, to first of all say, okay, um, we have the the harder part, as you mentioned it, so the more 
OTC uh, medicine, um, um, be it the allergy, be it the pain, be it the, 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 uh, the medicine we use for uh, digestive uh, uh, um, issues. Um, those are, 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 of course, a very, very important piece of the puzzle. Uh, but we should go beyond that. We should also think of more preventive um, measures, like, for example, uh, supplements. Um, I, I think this is very, very important piece of the healthcare continuum. We just know that diets are are insufficient, and we know how important the right diet uh, is for all kinds of. Uh, topics um, and, and immune building has been one of the big ones, of course, on, on all of our uh, agenda in the past in the past 18 months. Um, so I, I think that's probably the sweet spot where we see it sort of like preventive health treatments um, that, 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 that have maybe a bit more harder scientific uh, underpinning um, so that we can really build good evidence. I think that's something that we want to keep the the industry and the uh, foundation uh, federation to to a high bar on uh, so that we that we actually can build trust with consumers because our products really work and 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 really we have we have proper evidence to show that um, so I would I would probably see that as the sweet spot but not it's not it's not the border only you know it's uh, the, the, there is more to it. Uh, like like you suggest, you know, it's um, there's like a holistic element, isn't there? And I think I was talking to someone the other day about, um, you know, sleep as a as a category, consumer healthcare category, and you know, there are a limited number of of OTC medicines for sleep, you know, in in the UK at least, what I was looking at. Um, but there are a range of other things, you know, like everything from, you know, herbal remedies to like lavender sprays you, you can spray on your pillow, and again, like having a bath. Um, but they, they, it may be difficult to say, you know, this is the mechanism of action. You know, you spray this on your pillow and you, you'll go to sleep and you can't make those kind of claims. But, you know, yeah. as, part, as part of looking after yourself better, and maybe, you know, you'll, you'll have an OTC medicine, but you'll also do those other things. You'll just generally just like look, being better with yourself, aren't you? And then being healthier and then that will probably lead to you sleeping better. Yeah, exactly. I think the only reason why we, we, we are kind of going after sweet spots is, is we just try to keep the, the the federation manageable in terms of the number of stakeholders, because obviously you, 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 you otherwise you would touch on many other professions and many other um, sort of uh, companies and, 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 and stakeholders and regulatory frameworks, etc. So, uh, so I think to keep a very holistic uh, approach towards health is the right one. Uh, what we try to focus on specifically in this index and, and with this study um, is, is, is really more on, 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 on that space that I described, be it, be, be it preventive supplements uh, or be it more OTC um, medicines. Yeah, I think that, that sounds sensible to me. So there's another kind of aspect to the the definition um, that I found quite interesting when I was reading the report, and and there's the kind of World Health Organization definition, which it's, which has the strong element of the healthcare professional um, being part of the of the kind of framework that helps people self care, and then like the industry definition, which is more focused on you know the kind of 
the things that the consumer healthcare companies make uh, and sell, which makes sense as well. But then there's also this kind of community element. And I found it interesting that there was a couple of case studies uh, in the report. Uh, and I think it was Thailand and South Africa where, you know, the healthcare professionals uh, go into communities and there's this very much like a community based intervention. So that like you, we were saying earlier about trust, maybe that there's a, an element of, you know, having someone that, you know, um, trying to persuade you to look after yourself better is more effective. Um, how, what basically what role, you know, does the community play and how and how can that be incorporated into, um, you know, the industries part? How does the how can industry support that aspect of self-care? Hmm. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I mean, first of all, I must say that this this is something that I've seen uh, in my own experience uh, in some of the countries where I lived um, over the years. I, um, I, I was living in Indonesia in the early two thousands, and um, and and it's also a country that has a has a very very deep um, local community healthcare center uh, system and and it was really incredible how how many people in the in the community would would, would yeah, use that as their first access because um it's just the, the fact of the matter was that otherwise people would just have no access to to healthcare so there are extremely good programs that have been developed by governments you mentioned the, the two examples that we find in this report uh, that we must really uh, cherish and, and learn from and, and, and build further on. Um, I would argue that um, in quite a few countries, the pharmacist is also that. Um, I think uh, when you look, um, for example, in Egypt or, or um, even in, in, uh, in, in Europe, um, the fact that you have local pharmacists, and so this is someone that has developed a pharmacy for many years and has actually knows people, knows the people in the community, uh, that, that is also a kind of local healthcare system. Um, that, and, and so my view is that, that we should really build on those. Those are first line of access to, to educated um, uh, advice. We have, of course, also digital that plays that that is probably less personal, uh, but it's also an important one that's maybe even before that. Um, and I think it's our role as uh, industry and as companies to work extremely close together um, with with these, um, these these healthcare professionals um, and you know invest in education, um, invest in uh, partnerships. This can also be NGOs. Um, I can share with you an example of what we do at Bayer at the moment, um, where we have decided that we um, want to dedicate a significant part of our, one part of our sustainability strategy also to creating higher access uh, to, uh, to, to, to self-care products in in lower income countries um, and uh, we, we've partnered up there with um, with uh, with vitamin angels uh, and one of the countries that we chose to to to, to specifically uh, work in is in is in Kenya uh, and we're really focusing on on, on supplements for pregnant women 
yeah, because they they really need uh, additional nutrition uh, in the first thousand days of, of life and, and in this case the first nine months of uh, of life um, and and there um, there is a very very strong local um, NGO that that provides this sort of local um, health service and this organization is called Reach 52 and uh, uh, you know through this partnership we we are able to to reach about 1600 healthcare workers because they have that sort of system already in place and and and, and we 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 educate them we uh, and 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 then also we we, we distribute uh, products uh, through through this system so um, so that's maybe just one example um, but bottom line is very important to work with them help educate these people so that they're up to date on the latest science on the latest uh, products that could be available uh, as solutions um, and and really embrace this as part of uh, of effective uh, self care. Yeah, that, I mean that is a really good example. We, we I recently spoke to uh, your colleague Daniela Foss who who told me about that um, that project, which is really important. Um, but you're also right. Um, I was thinking of that when you were speaking about um, community pharmacy. I don't, when I first started um, writing about this industry, I, I was kind of employed to write about Germany, and uh, and that was that's a really big part of that system, isn't it? You know, community pharmacy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that seems like a really clear kind of way that um, that the industry can support the community aspect. But then yeah, there's a there's a very conscious decision there in Germany, right, to keep that community pharmacy system, uh, you know, very much in place. Also, so there there, there are very good benefits of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then yeah, that that's it provides quite a nice segue to. Um, to the last question, I think we're just running out of time, but maybe uh, just to, just quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the role of trust and and pharmacists that provide that kind of front line of trust to consumers, don't they? But um, you know this is something that we've also spoken about before. Um, you know that 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 it's companies apparently that are most trusted by by consumers now, um, maybe more so even than governments. So this is clearly indicates a, a role that industry can play um, in helping people to self-care. But I mean, you know, what's how important is it for companies like Bayer to um, to provide that role model? Yeah, I, I believe that trust is, is is the is the biggest goal uh, for all of us, for 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 us at Bayer, for for the whole federation. Um, and, and you have to earn that every single day. Uh, and you have to earn that through uh, demonstrating the right behavior, uh, demonstrating it in the end when we think about our what we, you know, what we bring to the world uh, is of course science-based uh, solutions to make this world a healthier place. Uh, in, in Bayer, we, we 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 call our purpose science for a better life. Um, so if if we can come up with 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 help with products that are really healthy that that improve lives of people that builds tremendous trust. Um, I think in a way, uh, you know, the, the the entire healthcare industry, and now I speak even beyond consumer health, but also pharma, um, has of course in that sense uh, been recognized in a, in a very positive way during the, the pandemic. Yes, there were 
maybe uh, some issues uh, in the beginning to scale it up and there were some supply shortages but when we look at the bigger scheme of things uh, our life would be very different today uh, if if we didn't have those scientific solutions and 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 then this goes from the smaller biotech companies that have come with the solutions to the bigger pharma companies that have played a tremendous role in in, in scaling and in, in, in producing and distributing um, so uh, an extremely important point, um, but you know, trust is earned, and and I think we always should should look at it in that way, uh, so that keeps us um, on the on the right path in terms of in, in in terms of what we do every day. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and I I know you've got to go, and um, and thank you for spending the time um, speaking to me about this this topic. Right. Okay, David, thank you for, uh, for, for taking the time also and, uh, and your interest, of course, in this topic. And, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to Over the Counter. Watch out for new episodes in the future on the HBW Insight website, on our LinkedIn and Twitter pages, and on SoundCloud. See you soon.